Welcome to the Truth Response. So one of the biggest struggles in our society today is the single parent broken homes. Today we are talking about Hagar and her experience with being sent away from all that she knew. So shout out to all the single mothers out there and welcome to the Truth Response. Father Grace, you're so good, and we're so grateful for this time to gather and to study and to reflect on the work that you're doing in our lives. Uh, Lord, I pray that you lead this conversation, that your spirit meet us, and Father, that we uh, we follow your leading and uh, that you give us your wisdom to guide us through this time. Uh, Lord, I pray that whoever needs to hear this, hears this, Lord, and that they find encouragement and find hope and experience the truth of who you are and what you do. Uh, Father, you're so good to us, Lord. We certainly don't deserve the grace you've offered to us, and we give it all back to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, so I have some quick answer. Quick answer. Bible trivia for you guys Let's today. just answer them slow. C. You said quick answer. C. D. You can answer them, them slow if you'd like. But B. Joshua. Um, all right, 52. so. Jesus. Three. That is not the correct answer. Seven. It's always the answer. This is church. <laughs> Whose name was changed to Abraham? Not Jesus. Not Jesus. <laughs> Abram. 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 Yeah. What was the token of the covenant between Adam or Abraham and God? Abraham and God, not Adam and God. The token? Yep. What what was the circumcision? Yes. Fire smoking fire pot. What would happen to those in Abram <laughs> Abraham's family? Who That's broke different. the covenant with the Lord? Death. No, wait. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just that. jumped to a what conclusion. What would happen to those in Abraham's family who broke the covenant with the Lord? Who did not get circumcised? They would not receive the blessing. Yeah, they'd be cut off from the Lord's people. I yeah. Know. So yeah. Uh, whom did the Lord rename Sarah? Sarai. Yep. When the Lord told Abraham that his wife would have a child, what was his reaction? Ah, uh, snap, no. <laughs> I am old. <laughs> and so are she. We don't work that way. No more. Yeah, the answer on here was he laughed, but I thought she laughed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she laughed. Yeah, well, that's why he got his name. Isaac means he, he, he laughs. So what would Laughter. be the name of Sarah's son? Just said it. Isaac. 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 Which of Abraham's sons would the Lord establish his covenant with? Isaac. Isaac. I mean, he did, he did kind of establish a covenant with Ishmael, with Ishmael as well. Yeah. Ishmael as well. That's true. We're going to talk about that today, too. Boom. How many men came to visit Abraham in the plains of Mamre? Two. Three. Trace amigos. Just the three amigos. They went in three guys. It's three guys. Oh, I'm not arguing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to argue. I, I don't know why we're still talking not, about you, it. I was you wrong. Too. I was just <laughs> expecting, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, didn't I don't know remember. You're thinking the other Derek, it, right? other Derek argues. <laughs> what, but did, what did argue Abraham... Argue with me, you got, it. It. you got it right. Good job. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I... I had no idea, so... Um, what did Abraham not invite the men to do? Everything except what he invited the men to do. <laughs> Give him a blessing. 
he did not invite them to get him. Did not invite the men. He also did not invite them in to eat chicken nuggets. Right. Or to pee in his toilet. <laughs> That's right. a strange question. So it is a strange question unless you have the multiple choice. Yeah. That's not and I'm oh, looking at it like multiple choice. Multiple choice. choice. Oh. It makes sense oh. now. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. yeah. the other answers were eat, wash their feet, and rest under a tree. So oh. don't ask any more questions like that. How yeah. did Sarah learn that she would have a child? She overheard. Yeah. And then she laughed. Yeah. Hey, that was the answer to the next question. You're, Boom! you're good. Oh, man, look at that. Yeah, that was her reaction. Um, why did Sarah have this reaction? Because she was old. Yeah. She's old and well past her childbearing years, and she was barren up to that point. Like and if she was barren up to that point, ain't no more hope for you, lady. What did, what did the Lord say there. in response to Sarah's reaction? You'll be the mother of all nations. Nope. In response to her reaction. You're going to name your son yeah. laughter. <laughs> Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything? <laughs> no. What city did Abraham try to convince the Lord to preserve? Sodom. Yes. Mm. And Gomorrah. Nope. Well, Sodom happened Sodom. first. Sodom. That's interesting, though, isn't it? Like, Sodom and Gomorrah both got destroyed, but... Mm. Yeah, I wonder if it was just because Abraham was living there. We kind of think about them as both the same, but they were two different cities. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Lot lived in Sodom. Right. So was he going to just wreck Gomorrah no matter what? I don't know. Interesting thought. Mm. What was the Lord's Mm. condition that would keep him from destroying the city? Of Sodom. There were righteous among them. How many? At the end, ten. 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 I gave it it a ten. was way more before that. Yeah, right. That was the last... (laughs) last like how about this many? how about this 50, many? right yeah, yeah. 50, 50 yeah. got it down to 10 yeah and uh still didn't happen with there, what there did weren't. the lord destroy sodom and gomorrah far from the sky and brimstone far 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 all right so far today we are talking about far hagar hagar who is hagar a woman She's the foreigner. It has been a while since you've been on here, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I've got we, a lot. I've got, I've got I a need lot. to transition him from trivia mode to whatever this is. I've got a lot of pent-up, <clears throat> pent uh, I don't know, microaggressions that I have to let out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, I micro-digress. Yes. Um, definitely a woman. Hagar was a woman, Egyptian slave. She was or according to, hand, I guess... Handmaiden. Handmaiden. Of Handmaid's Tale. Sarai. <laughs> Sarai. Yeah. 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 She Sarai. wasn't there to do that, like the Handmaid's Tale. It, or like the other handmaidens that were given. Or that. Yeah. She was a foreigner. She was from Egypt. Hagar. The name Hagar. I forget what it... It either translates as the foreigner or foreigner... It's one of those two. Not from here. Not from here. Yeah. Alien. I think so, that was the alien. Was she the original one to establish the band? I think she was. Warner? Yep. Okay. Yep. She was hot-blooded. Yeah. And she was also a jukebox hero. <laughs> <laughs> she stars in her eyes. Wow. I don't even know. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Yeah. 
I like it. That's the turn for the weird. Well, that's the funny thing in that because she's she given the she's given the name she. Hagar, but that the name it translates that way. Like she doesn't really have a name. We just take on her yes. name as Hagar, which means foreigner. So I I, th- I think that adds a another dynamic to the whole story because it's right. like we put this name attached to her, so we give her the name Hagar, so she has a name. And we missed the fact that. Well, was that us that gave it to her, or did her name change to, to Hagar? Because uh, we don't ever see that. changing is throughout the entire Bible, though. Like, yeah, you see that, but but the name itself is just foreigner. Like right. she didn't even de- deserve a name. It's interesting. That was it. Like, and and then you see her being basically thrust into this situation where she. We'll say she's abused. Like it's abuse in that situation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I mean, up and up and to to this point, I mean, Abraham, well, and even throughout, like Abraham's the one that God is establishing, you know, everything with. You know, yeah. he's he's the the one that is talked about as being righteous mm-hmm. and and all that, and um, just goes to show that. I mean, even even people that God has called as righteous uh, aren't perfect. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, yeah. He, in, in in that, he was super quick to mess up. Yeah. Yeah. Often. Every time. <laughs> Pretty much every time God showed up and been like, "Yo, I'm gonna do something really cool." Abraham's like, Let's "Hold see. my beer, I'm gonna mess this up." <laughs> he, did, he did have one exception. Let me screw this up. He had one exception, and that was with with Isaac and and the sacrificing and all that like yes with yeah. killing he, his he, son he did yeah. <laughs> hey i'm just saying no, I'm, like, I'm there that, i'm there that was faith that yeah. was pretty a pretty big deal you know like yeah yeah so. it, yeah it's just funny how that whole story plays out we always do that in the bible we elevate these people up to these really high we put them in these ivory towers, and then when you start to really look at the stupid things they did, you're like, oh, "Dude, this guy was an idiot." <laughs> if God can use that idiot, well, surely well, look at he Jesus can use is, me. Jesus's yeah. family, and be like, "You think your family's messed up?" Yeah, right. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't On even the know. next episode of Jerry Springer, <laughs> what does a prostitute, a woman who slept with her father-in-law, and uh, another foreign woman have in common Prime Jesus Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Prime Jesus' family yeah 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 it's kind of crazy man it's kind of crazy and and that's that's one of those things that people people are quick to be like oh you're a hypocrite <laughs> no I'm just human yep. like I am just a person just like everybody else and I'm not one that says anybody's got to be perfect, you know, anything like that. Because uh, all of my examples weren't either. And so I shouldn't expect myself or anyone else to be perfect. Right. Striving for excellence, but realizing that we can't reach perfection until Jesus makes it makes it so. so. Right. And we should learn from other people's stupidness. Yeah. Yeah, so... The scripture today is Genesis 21, 8 through 21. Word. So, which one y'all wants to read? Our, our resident reader? No. 
or a guest reader again. <laughs> I would make an off-color comment right now if we were not being recorded. <laughs> so Lizzie's got this black eye. I'm, I'm not going to go into how it happened. All I'm saying is that she's got a black eye and Derek looked pretty guilty. <laughs> Supposedly there was a car door involved. but Yeah. And the lack of Derek's presence. <laughs> I wasn't even okay. Home. <laughs> yeah, it hurts to talk. So <laughs> I was actually getting Taco Bell for her at the time. So you didn't get me Taco Bell. You got Taco Bell for yourself. Don't lie. Ooh. Oh, that's right. I was getting myself Taco Bell. Surprise! You didn't end up with a black eye. When did I get you Taco Bell? It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, do you want to read Genesis twenty-one? Eight through twenty-one. It hurts to talk. So no. Oh, okay. Everybody hurts. When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant Hagar, making fun of her son Isaac. So she turned to Abraham and demanded, Get rid of that slave woman and her son. He's not going to share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. I won't have it. This upset Abraham very much because Ishmael was his son. But God told Abraham, Do not be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you, for Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. But I will also make a nation of the descendants of Hagar's son, because he is your son too. So Abraham got up early the next morning, prepared food and a container of water, and strapped them on Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her away with their son, and she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said, as she burst into tears. But God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven, Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and comfort him. For I will make a great nation from his descendants. Then God opened Hagar's eyes, and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skillful archer, and he settled in the wilderness of Paran. His mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. Yeah. The end. Or so, is it? It's not. Sarah, Abraham's wife, say, get her out of here. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that all of a sudden, like, just ripped out of there. This was not an all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay. This was building. I'm sure, yeah. But what happened immediately after, after Hagar was pregnant, got pregnant? Sarah started mistreating her. Yeah. Sure. Right? So right. then, so there was this whole, like, jealous conflict but thing But it's funny that because Sarah gave her, gave her right. to it her husband her as, yeah. And then it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> Maybe this is not really what I actually wanted. Right. Everything's a good idea until all of a sudden it's not. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. the moment Sarah realized this was not a good idea. And later, Rachel and Leah... You know, we read that they are going to do the same thing, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And that way, they ended really well <laughs> for them. 
worked out. Marriage is meant to be one man and one woman yep. for yeah. life. Do the good and the bad. And whenever it's not, you see train wreck. I know, I know I wanted to focus on mothers, but just for a moment, like, I can't imagine being Abraham, right, in mm-hmm. this situation either, and being like, oh no, what do I do? Like, I mean, being being in a relationship, you know, being married is hard enough for the two people. <laughs> to add a third wing to this would be just, like, crazy, you know? I, I can't just can't imagine you know being in his shoes yeah i i don't feel bad for abraham well i don't either i just <laughs> no i'm just trying to picture what he was going through yeah i mean that he also could have said no yeah he made, right. he made his bed and slept in it right like that's <laughs> literally <laughs> oh wow he went there yep i mean but at the same time we we all have beds that we make right like so there, it, there has to be some some sort of feeling for him. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was, otherwise we would all we all should be callous to each other's mistakes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, to some extent, you got to think like, dang, dude, like, I can't, I can't really picture what that would have been like. You yeah. know how tough that must have been for you, even though it was his mistake that he yeah he kicked off. I mean. For us, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and you know we have, we have the benefit of having, a completed work in Scripture, that we can lean on. And Abraham did not. I right. mean, he was the first guy. Yeah. Right. Scripturally speaking, he was the first guy that really like got to have that encounter with God that way. Yeah. And outside of outside of Adam, like nobody really And nothing was in writing for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he, he is truly walking by faith. And I and, and so I get that. So we can cut him a little bit of slack in the midst of all that. But on the same hand, like he saw God do so many really cool things, and then on the backside of that, it's like didn't you just see God do all that really cool stuff and now you're acting a fool? I wonder, because we're looking at it, and we're on the side of, like, we've, we've got the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah, we've got that, too. And That's pretty important. I wonder, and we I wonder know the what story. it was like on the flip side of that, you know, like, if it was easier to, I don't know, not be quite as convicted. Because hmm. I feel like, as a Christian, it's, it's fair. Cause when you're our in, convictions are a little bit yeah. stronger when we make mistakes. Yeah. I feel like then we're not. Because we don't have that, you know, necessarily written, yeah. written on us. I mean, so I wonder. I wonder if that was part of it. You know, I mean, I know he was walking with God and all, but I wonder if. I'm not saying that's an excuse either, but I wonder if it was just different enough that yeah. that you know it would be easier for that. That's something we don't take into consideration most of the time when we compare uh, Old Testament and New Testament. I think. Um, and the mistakes that Israel constantly made mm-hmm. was that, you know, a lot of things to them probably also felt like magic. Sure. You know, yeah. like, I mean, in a sense, I mean, or power, you know, God's yeah. power or whatever. Yeah. Like, a lot of things seemed that way because they didn't necessarily have quite the scientific knowledge that we have today that and the understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder... I wonder if it was easier to believe in other deities and it was 
sure. easier to, you know... Well, every, everything to, was based off of a deity. To fall off. You know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. I wonder if, it, if their mistakes were equivalent to our mistakes, even on the level of... Because of their understanding. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, not, not just talking, like, end goal, you know, like, heaven, mm-hmm. you know, and a relationship with God forever kind of a thing, mm-hmm. but, like, even on the, the basic mental thinking through things if it's same par you know yeah but you you have a point there a very valid point because what this shows is that human nature never changes yeah over the course of thousands of years human nature has not changed at all the the context we're in has uh, so which changes some of our outlook and perspective but the the fundamentals of human nature never change you see in the very beginning of the Bible, in, in the very beginning of Genesis, when with Adam and Eve and Adam standing idly by, being passive, letting his, letting his wife make the decisions, which ended up being bad decisions, and the curse that came upon them because of that, when God created the, the, he created the man to lead, to be his image bearer, to, to come alongside of his wife to come alongside of him and support him and then you see the hierarchy that's built in the household as well and here's another instance where you see that hierarchy being turned on its head where where two times in this story abraham abram abraham he pushes the hardship back on sarah and says you do what you see is fit what you think is right so that happened immediately after Hagar got pregnant, and Sarah kind of kicked her out of the camp, and then Spirit of the Lord appeared, sent Hagar back into camp, and then we see it's kind of that same thing happen in this moment where now Sarah is demanding that Abraham send them out of camp. Mm-hmm. Well, and then as much as like Hagar's abuse, like she's mocking, they're mocking Isaac, him. Yeah. So like. And her son's mocking Isaac as well. Yeah. Like, it, they're not completely blameless in the Right, right, this. right. Two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for her, but, like, at the same time, I'm like, yes, let's let's make fun of the favored one so that, you know, this is what's, you know, like, she already knows that, you know, Sarah has a problem with her. Mm-hmm. Let's just poke that wound to make it worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's it's definitely, I think, also a testament to, like, Abraham not manning up, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, because he was, he's it, it not started stopping a long, the time, conflict. A long yeah. time before this. Yeah. He didn't right? stop like, the conflict yeah. when he should have. He, he wasn't he a gave, reconciler. He gave Sarah away as as his sister twice mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, has been like, oh, she's my sister. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, that was not the case. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think... I think he's uh, not really stepped up throughout a lot of this, yeah. you know? Passive nature. Right. And that's it. He's let stuff fester that <laughs> mm-hmm. should have not been left. Yep. He he didn't operate in full transparency, that's for sure. Yeah. Kind of the, oh, it'll take care of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then you see the hardship that comes that really is birthed out of that figuratively and literally because of the conflict that existed and because of the disobedience that happened and the the mistrust that God 
was seeking out. You see these these two warring nations then that are established, and mm-hmm. this is where a lot of people paint the one picture as you know Ishmael is the people of Islam and Isaac Isaac's people are of Jewish origin, which we would even say Christianity has its origin in, in Judaism. So, and you see that conflict happen even today. today, even yeah, like literally going yep. on right now. Yep, and and you see the story, same same way, the people of Islam they claim we've got the same story up until this point, up until Genesis twenty one, where they claim Ishmael was the promised son, and. Jews and Christians recognize Isaac as the promised son. Well, to some extent, they, they're not wrong. I mean, he read born. the scripture. I mm-hmm. mean, he, he he was going to be blessed and made great because sure. of because he was Abraham's son. Yep. I mean, that's God mm-hmm. says it. Yep. Um. So, I mean, that's not the full foreshadowed blessing necessarily, yeah. but um. And I wonder if. To some extent. Now that I'm thinking about this, like, because it says that um, Isaac was probably, they're guessing, like, two or three at the time that he was weaned and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe Sarah was waiting until this point to make sure that he survived childhood <laughs> to mm-hmm. be like, oh, now he is, like, he's going to survive this childhood. So now is the time to kick the older son out like Hmm. now's the time to get rid of him because he he has survived this far so like i don't need him as a backup um Hmm. in case i don't know that's a it's a good perspective i never really thought about how old is ishmael at this point like some people think like some scholars think he was like 15 or 16 at the time yeah we know there was like a 10 year gap at least between the whole the whole abraham Mm-hmm. Hagar first encounter yeah. and and at this point so yeah yeah he's he was old enough to <laughs> I mean he he was a man basically in in yeah. their from their perspective at that point yeah and he would have been at the age where they would have started to consider him find a wife for him and es- establish yeah so oh, maybe there's maybe there's something to that as well because then he would have been starting to get groomed yeah, yeah for to be By the the leader of the tribe yeah. at that point yeah well and hmm. not to mention also that all happened a lot earlier than than it does today right mm-hmm. like, yeah i mean a lot earlier than mm-hmm. than we we consider it today i mean even at 18 most people aren't really considered an adult they're considered a young adult you know like there's still that even that stigma of well you're still young and dumb like you know what i mean whereas in their culture they were i mean they were brought up to to fulfill that adulthood you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like at a lot earlier Mm -hmm. age so yeah makes sense Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense yeah Mm. so then go ahead and it it just always has seemed odd to me in these stories where talk about slaves or handmaidens or whatever given to husbands as like the husbands really don't get any blame in any of it. 
it seems like for any of the things that happened. And like, so when she tells, like tells Abraham, get rid of them, the slave women and her son, not your son. Mm -hmm. Like he was part of that. Like (laughs) just didn't happen magically. Like what what do, what do most people do when they want to, to manipulate somebody? Right. Like, if she had said, and your son, mm-hmm. it then makes it personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to get somebody to go along with you in doing something that's not necessarily the best if you can distance them from from that to some extent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it might have been very strategic. Strategy. Yes. Strategy. But, I mean, it, and it also, I mean... God was right there in the midst of it, though. Like, he was, like, talking to Abraham, and it's like, hey, it's a, it'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, we don't necessarily know if Abraham was being like, God, what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, but, I mean, I think to some extent you got to assume that Abraham was like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, up until this point, I mean... Every time God has said, Abraham, go, Abraham has gone. Mm-hmm. And didn't ask where, didn't ask, you know, you know, he just went. So there had to have been some sort of a closeness there, too, mm-hmm. that he's like, well, I don't know what to do in this situation because I don't necessarily want to send him away, but I see conflict growing. Mm-hmm. So, so he sends her away, and, uh, I mean, I don't know, honestly, I have no idea what she thought, um, as far as God and what she believed and all of that, you know, um, but... I mean, he, I'm sure he was like, hey, you know, God's going to take care of you. God's going to, mm-hmm. you know, make you, make a nation of him as well. And, mm-hmm. um, but like, now she's homeless. Mm-hmm. Now she's a single mom. Mm-hmm. Now she's, you know, <laughs> she's got some bread and a water skin. Mm-hmm. And she's got to travel the wilderness and, and try to make things work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I, I can't imagine even doing that, you know, like losing losing a house, losing yeah. a job, losing all of that as, as two people, you know, like I said, I, I can't speak from a single parent perspective, but I can speak as, you know, one half of a married couple, and I, I can't imagine losing a house and job and just having to wander one of the wilderness for whatever reason that it might be mm-hmm. um, with a kid a young kid like I, I can't imagine that much less can I imagine being a single parent um, this day or that mm-hmm. you know trying to make ends meet out of nowhere yeah. I mean it, it 
I think it probably escalated kind of quick at that point. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's it's here all mm-hmm. of a sudden. You know, it, it became kind of real. The, I don't know if this is going to sound harsh. I don't know if I've thought about this enough. That's, <laughs> that's how I operate, as you well know. Well, we can talk through. Yeah. So so here here's what what I'm thinking in in the midst of all of this is that God never created... God didn't, didn't, this was not a part of God's plan, right? Right. So God never intended there to be this moment where Hagar left and was a single mother to this child, teenager, however old he is, uh, maybe even old enough to to care for his mother at that point. Um, that was not a part of his plan because Hagar was not a part of his plan. That was that was the sinful nature and our us trying to play God in in the midst of all of it coming into take effect. Mm-hmm. So the hardship was birthed out of humanity's poor lack making. of trust. <laughs> yeah, and 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 poor decision making. And we could go as far as to say humanity sinned. Yeah. Um, you don't trust God. I mean, there's some sin that's going to be attached mm-hmm. to that, especially when you you try to step into the role of God. And so, I we could say that extends through all of single parenthood, moms, dads, typically moms, right? Is it's God's design and His plan and His purpose was not for there to be single parents. Mm-hmm. That is all a derivative of a sinful act, a sinful nature, um, selfishness, and something operating outside of God's intended design, which is is usually, it, it could be sex outside of marriage, which which is has an, a repercussion behind mm-hmm. it. It could be abuse inside of marriage. It could be any, it's, it's some somebody in the midst of all of that not operating as we were intended. Yes. And right. there's a repercussion for that. And so I know a lot of people get to a place where they're like, why, God, am I in this hardship? And sometimes it's not their fault specifically. It's the sin of another person. In this mm-hmm. case, Hagar was, she was the, the victim in the midst of all of this. Uh, and yet she's the one that's got to face the hardship was she innocent in all of it? I, I don't know. Obviously, we we just read that she was doing some mocking and whatever, and there was probably some negative thought towards Ishmael or Isaac. So, so we get lost in the midst of all of that, and we we wonder why God, if you are so good, why would you allow this? And it's not that God is allowing that; it's that we've created that and we've got to deal with the repercussions of that the other key that we have to look at is that god also may makes the way in the midst of that as well so even though it wasn't ideal even though it wasn't the blessing it was intended to become isaac or ishmael still finds some favor in the midst of all of this as well and I wonder if there's some backhanded favor in that because then you've got these two warring people mm-hmm. that are established, Ishmael and Isaac, uh, and we still can say we see the, the fruit of that today. 
but there was still favor that was found in the fact that Ishmael and Hagar, Hagar would be the mother of that nation who grew and became many nations, just like Isaac as well. And they became a fruitful people also. And then we can even say that they have, they now have the opportunity to find God's blessing and God's favor and becoming a part of God's people. That's what Jesus did. But there was a time in which they chose the hard line and then they certainly pursued pagan gods and idols and all of those kind of things, which then brought about the repercussion of judgment that exists as well. I don't know. I just talked through some of that, I think. Did that make sense? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, two things that uh, is talked about later in what we just read. Um, I mean, it refers to to Ishmael as a child, mm. like a lot throughout here. Mm-hmm. Um, and but even, even he was at least of, 14. He was 14 when Isaac was born. Based on the ages that were given in Genesis. Well, no, oh. they specifically says oh, that he was 13 when he was circumcised, which was when oh, right, right before right. Abraham met with the angels and they said that it would be a year later, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. Well, that's really. Hmm. The, so, and then however long it took for Sarah to Wait. have enough yeah. to want to throw her out. Mm-hmm. So at least 14, mm-hmm. yeah. which is past the age of the bar mitzvah in the mm-hmm. Jewish tradition. Mm-hmm. So you of course assume... that wasn't established yet. No, but yeah. I mean right. that, that so I'm comes like, from um, that yeah. you know, maybe, from that thinking. Maybe that far back he wasn't necessarily considered an adult yet. Mm-hmm. I mean because yeah. it talks about him as being a child and that he was uh, crying. God was with right. the boy and, and he grew up. You know, I mean, I mean, he might have been crying because he didn't have his PlayStation. <laughs> I know my fourteen-year-old would. Do well, it that. almost looked yeah. like that's fair. Like Wi-Fi was, was out. He was at a point oh! of he couldn't. That's real. He wasn't going to live without water at this point. Like because it's talking. I mean, it talks about how she sat him down. Uh, a good. She sat down a good ways off from him, and asked. Uh, you know, cried out. Let me not look on the death of my child. Um, and she lifted up her voice and, and wept. And God heard the voice. Well, that's interesting. And God heard the voice of the boy. Mm-hmm. And the angel called, uh, called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you? Fear not. God has heard the voice of the boy. Where is he? Why? Where he is. What, what's the lesson in there? He was the one that was circumcised. He became a member of the covenant people. Mm-hmm. He was a part of that, even though he was he was a half blood prince. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> hard nice left. Reference. Hard left. <laughs> nice, nice <laughs> reference. Um, well, that's really interesting because, like, we only get the side that wasn't necessarily calling out to God. In that. She she wasn't necessarily calling out to God. Mm-hmm. She was just crying out, "I don't want to see him die. Don't mm-hmm. don't, don't let me watch him die." Mm-hmm. And then 
God's like, I heard what's your deal? him, you know, yeah. like I heard his cries. Like, what? What's your problem? You know, I mean, it, that's yeah. interesting. I mean, yeah, lady, listen. We don't. We don't get. We don't get his side. What he was asking for. What he was saying. What he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, the focus is very much on on her at this, but. God still calls out and is like, hey, you know, he says, up, lift the bo- up the boy and hold him fast with your hand for I will make him a great nation. I mean, it's just like, relax. You know, I mean, obviously we didn't have the scripture. He didn't have the scripture then. He didn't have the scripture then to, to have the, well, you know, God takes care of the, the animals and the plants and, and all of that. Why wouldn't he take care of you, which... He holds, you know, in higher reverence, you know. Yeah. Um, but essentially, that's what he tells her, you know, like, hey, chill out. I got you. wonder what would have happened if Ishmael would have embraced, continued to embrace the covenant of circumcision and continued to circumcise his children and his people. What would have happened? Didn't happen though, so we can't say that. I'm done. I wonder where the breakdown was though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess a lack of training and a lack of well, and continued just, teaching. Yeah, and still a young dude. Re- like, re- yeah. And resentment and jealousy of your brother that has taken what you probably thought was going to be yours. Yeah. Your younger which brother, have nonetheless. Been. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, so there was shame in that. Because, like, how many years did he live? was being trained to be the leader in the air. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this young baby comes in and then survives. And now you're nothing like. Mm-hmm. Not to mention he was first. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. The also, first, firstborns got the, I don't know about with multiple, you know, wives and all that, but I mean, it's still his child. It's usually, so yeah, it's usually the first yeah. one. So, all right, let's um, it's usually firstborn unless it's like biblically you're talking about like wives and concubines and concubines their their children I don't think got any inheritance. Let's let's think about this. Oh. Shall we? So the reason that Sarah invited Hagar in was so that Sarah could have a child through Hagar because that was how it worked when you were a handmaid or concubine, any of those kind of things, that the child became yours because she was your slave and your property. And so wonder, I, man, I want to play this out. I wish I we could go back, like get in the DeLorean and go back and watch watch this play out over in these the phone booth. Yeah, or the phone booth. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Go on a bogus journey. Yo. Like, watch this play out where <laughs> did Sarah have that moment where she kind of claimed Ishmael as hers? Mm. And then was there a turning point in that once she became pregnant where she's like, yeah. I don't want this baby no more. I got my own baby. Like, yeah. did that happen? I, I don't know. Yeah. And then was there some jealousy that happened there? And then did yeah. Ishmael, like, I thought Sarah was my mom in all of this. And now he's like, that 
that baby took my place and so jealousy happens and and acting out happens and and that's was that the repercussion like was Aww. this was this this making fun of now all of a sudden Ishmael runs over to Hagar and Hagar's like guess what I'm really your mama and we're just going to make fun of that little baby look at how his head is funny looking you know look his ears look at them they're silly um cuz Ishmael would have looked different than Isaac as well because he would have been part Egyptian and maybe a little darker skin. Maybe. You don't, yeah, like right. there, there's there's some speculation you could put on that. Like he, he very well could have looked different than uh, than Isaac did as well. So, so are they kind of just poking fun at this now to help with the wound that Ishmael's well, carrying around well, that yeah. my mom now has disowned me and now I got to run back to my real mom. I don't think so because, no. like, if you go back to when all of this started, it says that um, in 16:4 he slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. So it starts out with her. It does. Uh, yeah. It starts out with her going up against Sarai, and then Sarai's like, "Yeah, no." Like this is then she blames Abraham, right? Like, and, and she Ab- despises Abraham. Me. Blames Sarah. And yeah, it's just like this—the Garden Story 2.0. And like, oh, do whatever she—he's your, she's your slave. Do whatever you think is best. And then so she mistreated her. Like yeah. so, it's a back and forth. So I don't know that she ever really treated him as her son. If they're like she was pregnant and started despising her at that point, like, like now I'm better mm-hmm. than you. So I, I don't know that Sarah. Sarah would have ever had the opportunity to treat. And you brought up the Handmaid's Tale, which I can't endorse the show because it's just really graphic. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, it touches on a lot of those topics Mm -hmm. that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, You know, the jealousy between the women Mm -hmm. and with the, and with the children and the, the birth mother seeing, the child that they just bore uh, being claimed as not her own yep. and living in the house with someone else claiming them as the mother. Yep. Uh, you know, um, seeing the jealousy between like the, the husband wife dynamic and relationship and, um, and just seeing the husband kind of just going along with it, you know, like a moron. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, what's, you know, the husbands are the ones that came up with the idea, you know, Hey, let's, let's do this. This, yep. is, a, this is a great idea. Um, uh, just the, the whole thing, it just really, um, illustrates that, that whole dynamic, like this whole mess that was caused just because Abraham and Sarah didn't want to wait on God's promise. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I don't think God's going to be able to fulfill this if we wait much longer. So mm-hmm. we need to probably make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and just look at all of the, all of the mess, like all the mm-hmm. all the nastiness that this, this created, mm-hmm. because they didn't want to wait. Mm-hmm. And that that seems to be like that's throughout the Bible that it's not waiting on God's timing and trying to force timing and like, mm-hmm. and like that's 
really at the root of all, all of these these problems, these things, is not waiting on God's timing. Yeah, and I can vouch for that too. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. the biggest messes that I have in my life are because of not waiting on God. And I yeah. look back like, huh, maybe if I'd waited, that wouldn't have been like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I, I almost wonder if the reason that they chose to go that route was because it was normal also. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know. There was and, normalcy to that, yeah. And mm-hmm. and nobody I mean, even now, like nobody wants to talk about like that being a mistake when mm-hmm. they do something, you know, mm-hmm. that that is considered normal. Mm-hmm. Um they don't want to talk about that being a mistake. Right. So it keeps hush hush on that side of things. Right. Um you don't see And we justify you know, a lot of times it. you yeah. yep. you know, you pretend, right? Yep. And and you don't get to see the, the mess and then they do this thing that that seems like is the normal thing and everybody does it, you know, whatever. And then they're like, oh, this is the mess that's created when you do said thing. Yep. Um, how relatable is that to today? Yep. I mean, like, that's, yep. I mean, how often do, uh, everybody's having sex before mm-hmm. marriage. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Oh, now I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we could, you know, just have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's so much that's just like, and we justify it. And we justify mm-hmm. it, and, and then we hide it. Like, yep. we don't talk about it. We don't want to discuss it with anybody else. Um, and then to everyone else, it looks like, oh, everybody else is doing it. Right. And so, I mean... It, yeah, it was a product of the culture. I mean, that that was certainly something accepted in the culture. Um, you, If you didn't have kids, there was an issue there. Like, you brought in... A concubine, a handmaid, whatever it was. That was the product of the culture. So God's calling them to not be a product of their culture. He's saying, I've got a better way for you, a better plan for you. And then he spends the rest of the, the Old Testament showing that he's got a better way and them continuing to wander back to become simply a product of their culture and then the repercussions that follow that. And then obviously we're warned about the same thing in the New Testament as well. So all the while, God is saying we're set-apart people. We're designed for something different. And all the while, we continue to go back to our own slop mm-hmm. and create messes. So the end, in the end, it always comes back to a, our human nature control issue. <laughs> yeah, it is. We, we don't trust God. We think we've got a better plan. Yeah. We, think, we think we've got it all together. Yeah. We're smarter than God for mm-hmm. somehow, somehow. And... Or then we just write him off as, yeah. well, there's not a God, is well, what we what, say. Biblical history shows that it doesn't matter if you are physically walking with a manifestation of God present, like a pillar of smoke, mm-hmm. a pillar of fire, mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, you know, whatever it might be, seeing the, yeah. the, the tail end of his glory. Like, it doesn't matter how much we see or are in the presence of God we still end up in a place where we see the physical and are like this is this is how things are working Mm -hmm. I can see how that works out Mm -hmm. you know I I can interact with this I can talk to these people about this Mm -hmm. and we end up doing it our own way Mm -hmm. I mean it's Throughout the whole Old Testament, it it doesn't it never mattered how close Adam and Eve literally walked through the garden mm-hmm. with God. Uh-huh. 
like it didn't matter. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter how close we are to God, we still in our our finite human fleshliness end up taking on the 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 what we see around us in mm-hmm. our society. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is also super important reason why we should be going to church every Sunday or, mm-hmm. you know, together. Whether that's, you know, actually being at a church building or being with believers on a regular basis or whatever that might look like in, in, in your place. Like, that's why being with other believers and congregating together is super important because that we, we do tend to go with, with whatever society... Yep. we are in yep. well, whoever we are socially involved with mm-hmm. that's where we end up leaning and going towards more so than than not yep yep yeah that, that's a good point we have all been designed and created to follow and we say there's leaders and followers and so on and so so forth but we're all going to follow something and whether that's following someone like a pastor, priest, who is following God, or whether it's following our culture and our society and our, our desires, um, we're following something, no matter what. And we try to paint the picture of, I create my own destiny, and I am called to be a leader in this capacity when... Bible tells us that the greatest among us are the least among us, right? They're the ones who know how to follow well and who recognize that they can't do it on their own anyway. Not that I'm not going to try to do anything, but that I'm going to give it all back to the one who gave it to me in the very first place anyway. Um, so there's a lesson definitely in all of that. And what we connect to is what we're going to follow. So if we don't make it a point to connect regularly to to the church and hopefully a healthy church that recognizes that it's not about the pastor or the elders or the deacon, and hopefully those people are saying, look, it's not about us, it's about Jesus. That's who we're here to follow. He's the head of this church. Um, then obviously we're, if we're not following well we're we're just gonna get lost so and we're gonna we're gonna become a product of the culture around us which is i don't know if y'all just don't watch the news or whatever but like i don't want to be a part of any of that crazy and drama that is going on around us right now because everybody just hates hates each other because my skin's different color because my hair goes a different way because i live in a different place because i drive a certain vehicle because i wear a certain brand of clothes like we all just hate each other period and it's because we don't have a true foundation of and we're not following the right thing the the only thing that we're not following our creator creator and his created order yeah i i recently heard somebody i think it was on candace I think it was on Candace, the Candace Owens mm-hmm. uh, show. Um, but I could be wrong. could be somewhere else. Um, but they were talking about how, who are your influencers, mm-hmm. you know? And and 
who are who are influenced by you mm-hmm. and then realize that your influencers the ones that are influencing you are also influencing the ones that you are influencing yeah so sure i think that was at our youth leader conference. was that the youth leader conference yeah. I, I I couldn't remember yeah. who who exactly youth leader it, conference. So. Candace Owens. I mean, it's all it's all pretty much the same. I mean, she's got some like incredible views. So <laughs> um, and so did everybody at our youth leader conference that we went to. It was an incredible conference. But um, but it's so true. Like I mean, our society that that flows into us, the things that we take in, the people that we follow, the people that that we're looking at. Like if we if we wouldn't want the people that are following us and looking at us to to follow those people then why are we doing mm-hmm. it? you know mm-hmm. why are we letting those people influence our lives mm-hmm. yeah so yeah crazy the, yeah. um for sure yeah i mean obviously we know that that god filled his promise to to ishmael even mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like made a nation of him yeah um, well, he had like and 12 12 sons at least something like that yeah and and we know that eve they're even a pagan people like they weren't a people who followed god right. at least that we we can determine mm-hmm. um, and we see that there those people groups are likely the people groups that the israelites had come in contact with specifically when they were outside out of you know coming out of the wilderness or coming into the wilderness out of slavery in egypt uh and then they were also the people that they continued to have conflict back and forth throughout all the old testament that we read of and and then beyond that so there there is this constant struggle and conflict that exists between two people um but god still he allowed them to grow right and did he maybe do so under the hope that one day when Jesus comes that there would be a, a true reconciliation that can occur even between these descendants? Mm-hmm. Who, well, it wasn't, who it wasn't that long yeah. after that the, they went off to Egypt that, I mean, Egypt was changed and brought in brought in the israelites i mean like it mm-hmm. wasn't that long after mm-hmm. i mean not in the grand scheme of things no mm-hmm. so i mean his descendants were probably part of that you know what i mean part of the egyptian culture there i mean he had well, an egyptian wife i mean yeah there's there's probably some some influence there the right whether it was his influence on the egyptians or the you know Whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. there's probably some some mix in there. I mean, the story, the stories. I'm sure connect a lot more ways than than we realize. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, it's interesting. We're finding, you know, the more that I think that we reach out to our community and the things that we're doing, we're realizing that that there are connections that that are, you know, being made mm-hmm. um, that we would have never seen otherwise. And, mm-hmm. Um, word of encouragement to, to people who, um, maybe in, in a struggling place right now is, uh, well, we know an organization that, that wants to help with a hand up, you know, and, and, uh, 
I don't personally know exactly how all that works with the, the getting into the program or anything, but like last week we shouted out to, to better together. And, um, I mean, a lot of times from what I've heard, it's, it's a single parent type of, uh, situation too. And so, um, there's hope, there's hope out there and the hope is found in Jesus mm-hmm. and, and the people that are trying to follow him the best they can. Mm-hmm. Um, not a perfect people. Uh, we're not a perfect mm-hmm. people at all. Um, but I'd say at the very least I can speak for our church and we're trying, um, mm-hmm. the best that we can. So, um, there is hope, uh, in Jesus. And, uh, if, if you, if you need something, if you have a need, um, don't hesitate to reach out to the truth response at gmail.com or see us on Facebook or whatever and, and reach out. Um, we will, we'll see what we can do to, to help you where you're at too. Um, if you have any questions you want to send in, well, we'd love to have some, uh, Q and a sessions, um, too. Um, and we want to, uh, just remind you, uh, this week I want to challenge again to, uh, just call a mom, whether it's your mom, whether it's, uh, somebody else's mom, call a mom and give them some encouragement. Um, moms need love and i know it can be an easy thing to uh take it for granted that we haven't talked to them in a while so just reach out to a mom um as many moms as you can but at least one mom this week is my challenge uh and love on them a little bit so boom thanks for joining us today and god bless Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.